0: George Rodriguez.
1: Howdy, howdy, howdy my friends. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. The answer. And uh, welcome to the show, my friends. Our show of course is brought to you courtesy of Border Hawk News if there's anything that you want to know about what is happening in migration patterns, immigrants, anything that's going on regarding immigration across the world and in our own backyard, go to Border Hawk News. That's where you'll find it. Uh, all right, so let me remind everybody real quick again that this is a pre-recorded show. You don't need to call our, our, our studio today uh, or uh, call, our, uh, call the studio to talk to us because it's pre-recorded, okay? So... Um, we've got a great lineup of guests, my, my friends. We've got a great lineup of guests. Lots of things happening. Um, first of all, we've got uh, Sheriff A.J. Lauderback. He's uh, president of the uh, Texas Sheriff's Regional Alliance, and uh, he's also the sheriff of uh, Jackson County, Texas. I, got, uh, I spoke to him and a couple of other sheriffs t- this week because... Uh, the White House again, the Biden White House again, uh, they live in la-la land, you know. They, uh, I'm not sure what they're drinking up there nowadays, uh, but they come across with some very, very silly, goofy things that we catch them and are not true. I'm not going to say they're liars, but they're not true. First of all, they talked about how uh, the Biden White House was talking about how much work uh, and, and support they've given Sheriffs across the country to fight crime, to fight uh, the theft of vehicles and other things. Well, I got uh, Sheriff Lauder back to please tell us we've got a crisis on the border. How much support are we getting or are they getting? From uh, from the uh, Biden White House, so he's going to talk about that. We also have Miss Esther Chapoy, who is a border resident in Del Rio. She's going to tell you exactly what is happening in her backyard, literally in her backyard. Her backyard. Uh, she lives on a block that that ends at the river, and she's going to tell you what's going on. We also have uh, Mr. Ira Melman from Fair, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Ira is going to chat with you about with us about what is uh, happening in D.C., all these failed policies that continue, and how the Biden administration continues to try to sneak in a uh, an amnesty, my friends, an amnesty which all it would do would be reward illegal immigration. Our final guest is Miss Jessica Vaughn from the Center for Immigration Studies. She's going to be telling us, uh, talking to us about this craziness. Uh, 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 in in Washington, D.C., of trying to uh, give money to illegal aliens, giving incentives to illegal aliens, and how they are absolutely not doing anything uh, to try to implement the court-ordered stay-in-Mexico policy. So, uh, welcome to the show, my friends. Uh, Sit back, call your friends, tell them to join us. Let's go to our first guest. We've got uh, our good friend Sheriff A.J. Lauterbach. Uh, from the Texas Sheriff's Regional Alliance. Uh, and uh, I, I wanted to reach out to him once again because uh, of this comment that came out of the White House the other day um, with uh, their claim that the Biden administration is helping uh, sheriffs with uh, to fight crime uh, with all this stuff that's going on at the border, as well as not to mention just uh in criminal activity in, 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 in normal criminal activity that we see i wanted to find out from him what um you know what uh, uh help they've gotten because uh, we desperately need it obviously uh sheriff thank you very very much for joining us uh tell me what um well first of all tell us about the texas sheriff's regional alliance and then what if any uh help you guys have received from the white house
2: Thank you, George, and, and thank you for uh, inviting me on the show today as, as we have talked over this issue many years. Uh, uh, I'd say close to a decade now, George, sure. yep. that, that we have uh, that we have fought this issue. The Texas Sheriff's Regional Alliance is a group of like-minded sheriffs that stretch from Clayburgh County, which is below Corpus Christi, Texas, encompassing all the, the counties along the 7759 border uh, corridor, and uh, coming from the, the uh, Rio Grande Valley border and uh, stretching all the way above Houston, Montgomery County, Walker County, and Chambers County. So 21 sheriffs, that with our own set of bylaws, in our own particular situations that we, that we deal with here with a, a tremendous communication effort and a lot of, um, uh, just, just a whole lot of working together in so many ways, whether it's communication, whether it's, uh, whether it's training, whether it's, it's so many, so many different areas as we cross county lines trying to fight uh, what, the, what the Biden policies have imposed upon Texas and law enforcement in general here in Texas.
1: It's, uh, you know, we keep hearing so much uh, in, in uh, social media because a lot of the media just ignores it at this point. I mean, it was news and it was sexy, but now it doesn't seem to be. But we continue to see about the chases. We continue to see about the drugs, uh, and we certainly continue to – See about uh, uh, people in distress being found by uh, the sheriffs, by the sheriff's deputies. Uh, that's got to be a strain on uh, on law enforcement, on the uh, particularly on small counties, uh, on their on their budgets, on their manpower. Not to mention uh, the crime itself.
2: Well, certainly county resources have been strained since January 20th of this year, and will continue to be because these policies uh, you know, are simply not going to change from the, from the Biden administration. These, uh, for the benefit of your listeners who, who uh, possibly don't know uh, what a bailout is and how many that we're actually having and, and how much sophistication... And strategy and strength that the cartel has in Texas now, uh, caused directly by the Biden administration policies. I can I can assure you, we're having uh, multiple bailouts uh, on on certain days, and then we're having uh, multiple bailouts during the week, whether it's Monday through Friday or, or Tuesday through Saturday. I mean, these are real events with truckloads full of humans that are being smuggled into or trafficked into the United States. These are, these are very real, uh, costly things uh, for Texas law enforcement, for counties, for cities, where we have not received anything. if the Biden administration actually, uh, which I believe they did, they actually put out to the public that they are assisting sheriffs or law enforcement in the nation. That's simply another blatant lie uh, by this administration. And uh, of course, I've called them lawless uh, for the entire uh, uh, every day that they've been in office. So we we uh, again, this is a this is a blatant lie. We we received no assistance from the federal government uh, from this administration that has caused the very issue that we have, and and we have told repeatedly. Uh, of what these policies would do and what they're going to entail and how they're going to endanger citizens here in Texas and how they're going to endanger the, the United States. And, uh, I mean, they, they want to do this. They're dedicated, they're committed uh, to bringing as many people in any way, form, or fashion as they can into this country.
1: Now, um, we, we also have seen uh, not only are, are, you know is, is the situation uh, where you guys are strained, uh, you're strained because, I mean, well, you've been on Fox News talking about uh, how ICE and how uh, the border patrol are are hamstrung by this administration. They're not allowed to do a lot of their work. I mean, some of the some of the, some of the uh, border patrol have been turned into little more than Walmart greeters at the border. Is it true?
2: Well, certainly, it's true. Um, certainly, it's, it's fundamentally true on what's happened. We just had the DHS announce uh, provide uh, documentation on the deportation levels at, at a new a, a low, a ninety percent low from the, from it had Minnesota since the mid nineteen nineties. Mm. For God's sake! Wow! Uh, because there is no there is no deportation going on. They deported somewhere a little over 60,000 people when the, the norm is 300,000. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, um, it's, it's an astounding situation that Texas and the United States find themselves in with the, with, with a, with a group in power today that, uh, uh, literally, literally are, are devastating the country in certain areas and attempting to whether whether it's whether they want to create a permanent majority I don't know George I I really don't Uh, but but it certainly could be the reason it's certainly logical, uh, and provable and arguable that uh, seeking to provide enough people to change the way of life in the United States permanently and achieve a permanent majority in here for the Democratic Party is certainly an arguable point on what this administration is doing
1: I couldn't agree more. I mean there was a there was an article uh just this past week about um how the uh a poll that showed that the Hispanic community is now virtually divided fifty fifty between Republican and, and uh and Democrat between conservative and Repu- and and, and uh, liberal and um you know that's a huge chunk that uh that elections that would sway elections in favor of the Republican Party uh, so I guess they, they need to replace those those Hispanics that they're leaving that they're losing.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's a credit uh, to to any person, any American that sees what's going on here in the United States with this administration. I believe many people, are some of my best friends in the in the nation, uh, have reached out to me over the years as I've been a, a very strong vocal advocate. For a national security border that that is under control by the United States. This is a fundamental issue with me. It's a key uh, foundational issue. I mean, for this country, I believe uh, that it is the largest monster in the basement uh, facing the United States. It is a real threat that uh, has real consequences that affect every American uh, in this country and certainly every Texan. And so, you know these 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 situations when we we're faced with this, uh, where the federal government has so much power and the ability to, to alter federal law and nullify federal law.
1: Oh my gosh. Has
2: long has long been a a, a, a serious issue with me. Uh, I I, uh, I fought this uh, with with every breath as, as to what we can do to try to stop politicizing our national security uh, border here in the United States. And I I am very, very uh, adamant. Uh, I will continue to do that um, until the the border uh, where we have achieved a situation where we have a secure border, uh, where our nation is secure. We know who comes into our country. I'm not illegal immigration at all. I believe in it. I believe in legal immigration. I believe there's a pathway to citizenship here in this country, and let's do it that way under a controlled situations. Do it under the rule of law. No, let's let's go back to the rule of law and and, uh, and revisit this issue and secure
1: our national border. I couldn't. That, that's an excellent way to put it, uh, Sheriff. We need to let you go. So uh, please tell the folks. Uh, about uh, uh, your organization, one more time, and uh, how they can uh, support it.
2: Well, the Texas Sheriff's Regional Alliance. We have one fundraiser a year. And have done done very well on that with huge support. We've got another one coming up in uh, April of this year, of uh, next year in twenty two. That will uh, be held in uh, Montgomery County. Uh, under sheriff Rand Henderson uh, in, in his county, the sheriff, current sheriff there. And we would invite anyone to to, uh, look for those things and check our Facebook page and uh, stay tuned for updates as the Texas Sheriff's Regional Alliance uh, continues to fight uh, uh, everything that this administration essentially stands for.
1: You got it. Thank you very, very much, folks. We've been speaking with our good friend, uh, Sheriff A.J. Lauterbach from uh, uh, Jackson County, Texas. You stay safe. Thank you. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP, 930 AM radio, The Answer. Hi folks, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to borderhawk.news. Borderhawk.news has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. Borderhawk.news has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to borderhawk.news. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM radio, and we're talking with our good friend, Miss Esther Chapoy. Esther is uh, a regular guest with us. She has been on before. Uh, Esther lives right at the border, my friends. I mean, a a few hundred feet from the border, from the river. And uh, and she um, has an update for us. Uh, Esther is also very important to us because uh she worked in uh she worked in customs and and uh immigration before and so she's uh she knows what she's talking about esther thank you for taking time to be with us tell us give us an update what is going on on your block right there so close to the border
3: well hi george uh this morning i noticed a border patrol vehicle and a white van that had come out of the river from the river side of my street and um I didn't think anything of it because it's a normal thing. But then a little bit later, I uh, looked out the front window and I saw this bunch of people walking up the street with uh, towels around them. And one of them had a blanket around them. And and so I did a little short video and then I I called Border Patrol. And when I called Border Patrol, the agent that answered the phone said, ma'am, I'm sorry. Uh, The city is overrun. We don't have anybody to send out there and uh, it'll be a couple of hours before we can send anybody. But if you have some kind of a law enforcement problem, then uh, you really should just call uh, the Sheriff's Department directly because we cannot get out there.
1: Amazing, really. Oh. I mean, this is this is absolutely shocking because it absolutely places people in, uh, in, in, in danger. I mean, it does, I mean, it's a public safety issue. Um, where are these people going?
3: Well, they're looking, these people that are marching up my street, they're looking for Border Patrol to take them over to the NGOs and get them on their way to wherever it is that they want to go in the United States.
1: Let, let, but, let's, uh, let's, let's explain to people, first of all, that um, these are folks who are not trying to evade the, uh, the Border Patrol, but rather they're trying to, in, to uh, intru- introduce themselves, I guess you can say, to the Border Patrol. So that they can be taken over to the nonprofit organizations, we call them NGOs, and then uh, after that, uh, what happens? Well, after
3: that, they get all the freebies that uh, the, this administration wants to give them, and uh, they can just uh, squat or do whatever they want to do. I guess uh, the what what bothers me is that. I, have, I was delayed a little bit in getting back to you because I had neighbors who were telling me that they are seeing evidence behind our houses of people who are going behind our houses. Those are the ones that are the criminals. Those are the ones that are really concerning me. These people that are marching up my street, those are the ones that before just rang that invisible doorbell down there and Border Patrol showed up and the welcome wagon gave them everything. But now we've run out of welcome wagon people and, people and, and uh, they're just marching up the street.
1: So, again, for the people that uh, may not know, I mean, we're, we're talking about two classifications of, of illegal aliens. Those that are sneaking in, and those are the ones that we have to worry about because we don't know why they're sneaking in. <laughs> and then the, those that are just... Introducing themselves to the Border Patrol Where they used to run away from the Border Patrol They're now introducing themselves to the Border Patrol So that they can free, get free benefits Amazing, amazing the
3: ones, that, the ones that sneak in are the ones that will come in All dressed in black or in camouflage And they they look like uh, Criminals that are You know, like ninja types that are trying to, to Hide from, from Any law enforcement And those are the ones that more than likely have criminal histories Or are coming over here For nefarious reasons
1: do you, um, do you, as a resident of the border, as well as someone who worked on the border, have you seen things get even worse than the last yes. one? Yes,
3: yes, I think things are getting worse. They're not getting any better. And and uh, everything that I'm hearing is that more are coming. And what I don't understand is if we're so concerned about this, these variants and everything, I mean, these people are just streaming over and they're coming from all all parts of the world.
1: The uh, uh, the local the local folks, the local government there in, in uh, Valverde County, as well as in uh, Del Rio, are they, uh, I mean, they're the ones that are telling you that they're overwhelmed, are they not?
3: Well, Border Patrol told me they were overrun and to call the sheriff's office. And I have seen sheriff's uh, vehicles go up and down my street. It was only like one every morning and one in the evening, you know, every once in a while. But... Uh, DPS. I I saw one DPS vehicle today, but they're not out here like they used to be. And I never see National Guard out here. Uh, I haven't
1: seen them yet. And we have heard that they are posted, but we you just haven't seen them. What about not not here? Not on my street. What happens if they are if these people are stopped by the uh, state troopers, or the local police, or the Texas Rangers, or whoever? What
3: happens to them? The DPS people only wanted to know about the ones that were males and that were trespassing because those were the ones that they could take in and arrest and and charge with trespassing. They did not want any women. They didn't want any children. They didn't want any families because they didn't have any place to put them.
1: Oh, wow. Esther, what do you think is going to happen in the next year? <sighs>
3: Life will never be the way it used to be. I don't. I don't see it getting any better. Uh, I've, I'm losing a lot of hope for this country. Uh, something really drastic is going to have to happen to change things around. And I, the only thing I think we can do is pray.
1: Wow. Uh, do you do you think uh, or do you see any efforts by um, the border control to be allowed to get out and do stuff? But to be to allow the border patrol to do their work, uh, or the uh, you know customs and border protection. Do you see any any effort uh, by the Biden administration to at least let them do their job?
3: None whatsoever. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the stay in Mexico. Yeah. What happened to that?
1: <laughs> well, supposedly it's coming, but so is Christmas. So is <laughs> Christmas. Christmas. Oh my gosh!
3: And you believe in Santa Claus? Yeah,
1: right. Well, you know, you got to try. <laughs> this is this is incredible. Uh, have any of your uh, uh, neighbors there on the block have they experienced any vandalism or assaults or anything?
3: No, not. I, I think the people now that are coming through are just wanting to get away from the border and get into the interior.
1: Wow! So. Uh, at least that's the positive thing in this, in this whole situation. Tell us about these NGOs, these nonprofit organizations that are picking them up.
3: The ones that are picking them up, they're, uh, they're giving them propaganda for their party. I'm sure. And, um, telling them what to do and how they can get all the freebies that, that they are going to want and need. And, um, uh, they're not on our side, can let me tell
1: you. Uh, so um, you don't think that these nonprofit organizations are really serving America in any form or fashion? They're probably serving themselves and their party. They're
3: serving themselves, their party. Yeah, and and I really don't believe that it has any any uh, religious conviction behind it.
1: Yeah, that's 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 terrible, uh, e- e- Esther. How long? <clears throat> tell the folks how long you've lived in that. Uh, in that neighborhood and on the border i mean uh, i think you were born and raised on the border
3: well i was born in san antonio but we moved here to del rio when i was 11 years old when Mm -hmm. when my father moved back to del rio and uh, i've been here i started working customs here in 1972 and then i was promoted to senior inspector at eagle pass in 1982 and then I promoted out of Eagle Pass to Dallas Fort Worth Airport as a supervisory inspector at Dallas Fort Worth Airport, but I came back on a lateral hardship transfer to take care of my father after my mom passed away. So I retired here in two thousand seven. Wow! And that was that was after the big merger between Customs INS and and Agriculture. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when we became CBP DHS.
1: Now and and again, so I mean, you're speaking from from a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience. Uh, oh, yeah. When you talk about how bad it is,
3: yeah, it's bad. Uh,
1: what about the morale of uh, of uh, people that are still working on the front lines there, the the border patrol folks? Uh, what is their morale like?
3: <laughs> uh, I think it's they're very disheartened, and um, I I also heard say that border patrol that many of them are saying uh, move to another agency.
1: Wow that's incredible
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, anything that you would like to leave with us before we let you go anything further that you'd like to tell us or warn us about or say anything about
3: well I I think we need to uh, become more involved with our elections we have to get the people out to vote we need to explain to people who think that they're democrats that the democrat party is not their party anymore that uh When JFK said, ask not what the country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, he was a Democrat, a different Democrat that does not exist anymore.
1: (laughs) You think they're gone now, huh?
3: Oh, yeah. They're gone.
1: Yep. Well, Esther, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us today. Uh, We appreciate it. Please stay safe. And we'll be checking back in with you uh, for an update uh, on what's happening later on. All righty.
3: Thank you. and, And just keep praying praying for the United
1: States. You got it. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio on KLUP 930 a.m. radio and we've got our good friend uh, Mr. Iram Feldman from uh, Melman from uh, Washington DC but actually he's in Seattle today so I guess he's in Washington I could just say he's in Washington the, the other washington the other Washington <laughs> and uh, I wanted to reach out to him because uh, supposedly and I'll say that I'll use that word supposedly the um, Biden administration, Uh, Because the court has said, uh, has ordered them to restart the uh, stay in Mexico policy. Uh, Of course, uh, the media is having a meltdown over it, uh, screaming and talking about uh, the suffering of the illegal aliens on the other side of the border. Um, But uh, I, you know, I'm sorry, but I've got some some uh, uh, suspicions about how and to what degree the Biden administration is going to implement
4: You uh, mean you think there's going to be a distinct lack of enthusiasm well,
1: in um, the administration. I, I really do? I'm sorry. I have some suspicion uh, about that.
4: What <laughs> well, What a cynic, yes. Uh, and they've made that very clear, uh, that they do not intend uh, to carry this out to the fullest extent possible. They're doing it because the court has ordered them to do it. Uh, but don't expect them to be really going all out to, to try to implement this. Uh, you know, And they've said that they are going to continue to try to eliminate the MPP altogether, the the Remain in Mexico policy, Uh, the the courts got them on a procedural matter, uh, just like when Donald Trump tried to eliminate DACA. He didn't dot all his I's and cross all his T's and follow the Administrative Procedure Act requirements. Uh, The same thing happened with the Biden administration when they tried to do away with the migrant protection protocols, which is also known as Remain in Mexico. Uh, And so the courts uh, responding to a lawsuit brought by the states of Texas and Missouri uh, told the Biden administration, no, you can't just end the program like that. you got to go back and do it properly. And so, you know, we, we can fully expect that while there's going to be a lack of enthusiasm toward enforcing uh, the Remain in Mexico policy, there will be a lot of enthusiasm on the part of the administration to try to go back and eliminate the program altogether. Uh, that they will probably be meticulous about.
1: Uh, explain to the folks what that policy, what the... Uh uh... remain in mexico policy is and give us a little bit of background on that Uh, so that we can better understand. The
4: intention of the policy was to prevent people from coming to the border requesting political asylum in the expectation that they would be released into the United States where they could simply disappear. Uh, Just saying the words, I want political asylum, uh, had been enough to get you into the country. uh, And people, even though they didn't have valid claims, would come to the border and say, I want political asylum. Uh, They'd be put into the system. The the backlog is now over uh, one million cases so you can imagine how long it's going to take for them uh, to get their hearings adjudicated. Uh, The Trump administration responding to this sort of abuse, um, I forget exactly what year it was, uh, they reached an agreement with the government of Mexico that said, uh, you know, if you want political asylum, you're going to have to wait in Mexico until you can have at least an initial hearing on your claim.
1: Uh, you know, this this situation of removing, uh, or should I say obeying, laws that are convenient to them, that are, you know, uh, that go along with their agenda, seems to be a, um, a growing theme among these, uh, these Democrats in Washington, D.C. Uh, do you think at this point that, um, you know, that uh, there will be any kind of effort to at least uh pretend that they are enforcing it (laughs) well well, they're
4: gonna have to do some level of enforcement uh in order to comply with the court's order uh but you know i think we can safely submit that it will be the absolute minimum they can get away with uh so you know the the program just restarted this week we're obviously gonna have to wait and see uh what happens but, I, you know, I, I think most people would say the expectation is that they're going to do the absolute minimum. Uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security uh, ha- has already uh, issued edicts uh, about who we can remove once they're in the country and, and limited it to just a tiny, tiny sliver uh, of the illegal alien population. Uh, you know, he's probably going to take a good look at this and, you know, reduce the number of people who can be returned to Mexico to an absolute sliver of the uh, people who are coming across right now. So, uh, I, I would you know, I, I would bet that they are going to do this as minimally as they possibly can get away with and still comply with the court's
1: order. The um uh, I was speaking to uh, a, a lady who... Um uh, we will interview on our show. Uh, she, uh, lives, uh, on a street that, uh, ends at the river in Del Rio. And she was telling me that the, uh, number, that the amount of traffic of foot traffic up the street from the river, uh, has, uh, increased over the past week. Uh, apparently people are trying to, uh, Hurry up and get here before they start fully implementing the the policy. I guess.
4: Well, yeah, I, and it you know it, it just indicates that people respond to the signals that we send, and, and so in this case, uh, you know, the, they're going to be restarting the uh, MPP on Monday, so we better get in before Monday. Uh, but it only takes a certain amount of time. Before
1: Yeah, let me share with you just one more thing before we go. I was reading in today's paper, uh, or news items rather, that uh, the uh, the judge up in Massachusetts that, uh, and I don't know if you remember, but uh, this judge, this lady judge that allowed a, uh, an illegal alien to slip out the back door uh-huh. because ICE was coming in the front door to pick him up, uh, she apparently is now telling, her her defense is that the That she can't be prosecuted because she is a judge and she uh, acted in her capacity as a judge to uh, release this guy. Uh, I mean, how many more of these are we going to see around the country?
4: Well, I, you know, I'm not sure that 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 uh, alibi or, or excuse is going to fly. Uh, look, I mean, if she wanted to release the guy, you release him out the front door. Once he's out of your chambers, uh, then it is up to whatever <laughs> yes. law, law enforcement agency has jurisdiction to decide what to do with him next. Uh, but you don't get to, to hide him from uh, the law enforcement <laughs> agencies. Uh, I, I, you know, I am no legal expert, but I just can't see that this uh, this explanation uh, flying very well before the judicial system.
1: (laughs) I I can't either. I mean, I can't see it being taken serious. My man, thank you very much for taking time to be with us. Tell the folks where they can follow uh, FAIR and how they can uh, donate and contribute and support it. The
4: best place to uh, to go is to our website, which is fairus.org. org. That's f a i r u s. dot org. Fairus. org. All the information is on there, and you know we've got some some really difficult days coming up, and uh, the American public's voice needs to be heard.
1: You got it. Thank you very very much. We've been speaking with our good friend Ira Melman from the uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform. Thank you very much, Ira. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. Dot news howdy 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 my friends George Rodriguez El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM radio the answer and we've got uh, a new guest with us Miss Jessica Vaughn and Jessica is director of policy at uh, the Center for Immigration Poli- uh, Studies in uh, DC and she, uh, I wanted to reach out to her because um, they just put out a uh, a uh, press release regarding the uh, how the numbers of deportations something we already suspected and knew in many cases, but the the number of deportations of illegal aliens under the Biden administration has just plum- plummeted. And um, Jessica, welcome to the show. Talk to us about this. Um, uh, th- this, this disturbing figure and what it means to us.
5: Thank you, George. Good to be with you. Yes, um, on day one of the Biden administration, the president implemented a, um, a, a policy that severely restricts immigration enforcement and what immigration officers can do, what types of cases they can pursue – Uh, And as well as a moratorium on deportation. Now, the moratorium was um, very quickly blocked by a federal court, but this policy of very strict limits on who will be subject to deportation has been in place. And so I wanted to see what the effect would be. I, I, I knew that ICE has always been focused on the most egregious, uh, cases like criminal aliens, people who are causing problems in communities, people who've been deported before. So restricting ICE even further, I, I knew it was going to have uh, a, a, an effect. And so I uh, sent in a Freedom of Information Act request, and ICE has responded with the records, um, enabling me to compare... The number of deportations since 2019 to uh, early July. So, as as I suspected, um, when I mapped out the uh, uh, the number of deportations according to um, I did it by month. Uh, I have it every single day, but I looked at it by month, and indeed, almost immediately, there was a very noticeable drop off in the number of deportations, even below the limited levels that were taking place under the pandemic. So hardly anyone um, is being removed from the country who's here illegally and who has committed crimes. And, and the alleged reason for this policy, according to the Biden administration, is that they want ICE to focus more Um, directly on what they consider to be public safety threats. That's their cover line. But in fact, what I found out by looking at this data was that the number of criminals being removed is also declining. So this policy is really all about just uh, abolishing immigration enforcement, not about trying to fine-tune it or direct it against just the worst of the worst criminal aliens. It's about shutting it down.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh we've heard the screaming in the streets about defunding the police. I guess uh since they control uh immigration law enforcement, they have in essence defunded the the uh immigration law enforcement it appears.
5: That's right. That's right. And because if, if they were really trying to Um, you know, focus on public safety threats and so on, we would expect to see a lot of those cases continuing for deportation at the same level. But it's not what we're seeing at all. In fact, we're seeing ridiculously low numbers of people being being deported um, from the country. The Baltimore field office, for example, deported 32 people in five months. And this is an area with very large city of Baltimore, the suburbs of Washington, one of the worst areas of MS-13 infestation in the whole country, and that's that's all they they were allowed to remove from the country in the first five months of the Biden administration. And this goes beyond just prosecutorial discretion or um, making better use of limited resources. This is shutting down enforcement, preventing ICE from doing its job and I believe, you know, it's starting to look like real, um, you know, a constitutional violation of the requirement that the executive branch enforce the laws that Congress passed.
1: And that's right. <clears throat> now, uh, also, one of the things that um, seems to have occurred is uh, there have been termination of the, um, of the agreement between local sheriffs and um, ICE. Has that not happened as well?
5: That's right. Um, they, uh, the, the Biden administration has um, targeted a certain program that Congress enacted way back in the late 90s that would enable local law enforcement agencies to receive cross-training to be able to enforce immigration laws and check the status of people that they arrest and screen people who are being booked into jails and start the deportation process. The Biden administration has gone after some of those programs and uh, suspended them because you know they simply want fewer removals, even if the people being removed are people who are who are coming right out of jail. Uh, they they simply want to shut it down. And what I'm told by contacts of mine within ICE is that they are told that they need to consider illegal aliens as making contributions to this country. And that they shouldn't take action against many people because they expect to be passing a mass amnesty, which they are trying to do in this infamous "Build Back Better" bill that the House Democrats have already passed. That that um, uh, that the Democrats are going to try to ram through the Senate. You know, with a one vote margin of the vice president voting for it. Wow. Um, and but the, the Congressional Budget Office has said would add trillions of dollars to the national debt uh, over the years. Yep. But <clears throat> that, that's their agenda.
1: Uh, <clears throat> let me ask you real quick uh, about the um, stay in Mexico policy, which has been supposedly instituted or reinstituted this past Monday. Um, do you think that the Biden administration is going to um, support it and implement it fully?
5: No, I do not. I, I think that they are pretty brazenly thumbing their nose at the, the federal courts um, with respect to this issue, um, as they have done in some other cases as well. Uh, they... Criti- the president himself ha- is very critical of this policy, uh, formerly known as the Migration Protection Protocols, where um, people who crossed illegally and said that they feared return would be sent, you know, hoping to game our asylum system and, and, and be allowed to stay here for years while they pursue um, a, a claim of asylum. Instead of being allowed to wait here, under Trump, they were sent back to Mexico. To await their court hearing date, and, and many of them, frankly, just went back home, and um, you know, and rather than wait it out, Biden ended that policy. The courts have said he needs to reinstate it after a successful lawsuit from Texas and Louisiana, in support of other states. They are dragging their feet on re-implementing this. They and, and when they do, they are going to be funding. Um, shelters for the migrants to stay in, um, COVID shots, um, and other uh, 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 legal counsel. Um, but they're doing everything they can. They're exempting a lot of people from it. They are not re implementing it in good faith. Um, they don't care what the courts say. They're going to do, you know, drag their feet as long as they think they can get away with it, as they have done with the DACA program, where a federal judge said, hey, you can't you've got to suspend the DACA program, it's unconstitutional and was illegally implemented, and they've gone ahead and restarted it anyway. So, I, you know, this is complete disregard for our Constitution and for their responsibilities um, to enforce laws, and they don't seem to care. And, I'm, you know, it's not that easy to stop them, unfortunately. We're going to have to, um, you know, Congress and the courts are going to have to find a
1: way to assert their authority if they want to keep it. It, it really is It's disturbing that we have a, a uh, an outlaw president that picks and chooses whatever... Uh, well, in the entire administration, they pick and choose whatever laws they want to conveniently implement and make excuses for uh, not implementing or not uh, uh, carrying out others. I, it, it's very, very disturbing. Do you think um, that uh, this situation... Uh, it can get much worse. I mean, at, at this point, I am not sure uh, how we can uh, stop this uh, madness outside of uh, winning the, the Congress again and hopefully eventually winning the presidency. But even then, will the Republicans have the guts to reverse everything? Well, that's
5: a good question. I would hope that by then, uh, even the most squishy Republicans... We'll have seen how upset the public is about this, what, are, uh, what the risks are for public safety and national security, uh, and I, unfortunately, this can get much worse. There are, are millions of millions of people around the world who would love a chance to come live in the United States and who see that the law is not being enforced. So it, it can get worse, and there are worse people who could manage to get in here and worse things that could happen. Um, and so let's hope that it doesn't get to that point. I think that the states need to do what they can to try to mitigate the effects. Certainly, Governor Abbott in Texas is doing as much as he can at the border. Governor DeSantis in Florida is trying to in, um, implement policies that will discourage people from coming to Florida at all if they're here illegally. Um, and, but, and there are some more things that can be done. Um, but we should not expect either Congress or the Biden administration to do anything until they're forced to do it. Uh, And and even then, they don't do it in good faith. So, you know, I think, you know, at this point, it's up to our state leaders to try to take action as best they can.
1: You got it. Uh, Well, uh, Jessica, we've been speaking with Ms. Jessica Vaughn from the uh, Center for Immigration Studies in Washington, D.C., um, Jessica, tell the folks uh, how they can uh, support um, uh, CIS. Well,
5: thank you. Yes, um, everything we produce, uh, whether it's reports or um, panel discussions or podcasts, is on our website at CIS.org, and we would welcome uh, any of your holiday-inspired generosity to support our work. Um, We depend on foundations and um, private individuals who are concerned about this issue to keep our lights on in the office. So uh, I hope you'll be able to support us.
1: Thank you very much. Once again, my friends, we've been speaking with Ms. Jessica Vaughn from the Center for Immigration Studies in Washington D.C. Once again, my friends George Rodriguez El Conservador, thank you for being with us today on our program. I want to thank Border Hawk News once again, who has sponsored our program. Uh, I can't thank them enough. Um, I want to thank our our guests as well, Mr. Uh, our Sheriff AJ Lauderback uh, from Jackson County, uh, Miss Esther Chapoy from Del Rio, uh, Ira Melman from uh, the uh, Federation for, immigration, uh, for, Federation for American Immigration Reform, FAIR, and of course, Ms. Jessica Vaughn, who is with the Center for Immigration Studies. I want to thank these folks. Uh, our guests, my friends, they are top-notch. We try to find you the best, the, the most informed folks who uh, can tell you exactly what is going on uh, with, with illegal immigration and the border crisis. Uh, again, let me uh, in, 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 tell everyone, please, uh, if, uh, if you have friends that uh, are interested in this topic, please, please, please refer our show to, to folks. Share it with them. Go, go, to, go to the website, uh, El Conservador, KLUP, and uh, click on it and share with, share it. Share the link with folks. As well as if you are interested, my friends, if you have any interest in inviting me to come speak to your organization, to your group, please feel free to contact me directly via social media or uh, through the station. I will be more than happy uh, to to uh, attend any kind of meeting, any time type of gathering, uh, and uh, and speak to your group. Uh, We need, my friends, we need to preach. Uh, and talk about what is, ge- uh, what is happening because if you've noticed, the media is not talking that much about it. And if they do talk about it, they talk about it uh, from the perspective of the victimization of the illegal aliens. Like we are, are, are responsible for illegal immigration. We have invited them to come to the United States illegally. That's a bunch of horse poo poo. Anyway, uh, once again, thank you very much for joining us. Please. Join us again next week. Uh, if you have any questions, please contact our, our uh, this station or contact me directly through social media. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, thank you for being with us. We'll be with you next week.